Hi, welcome to A Weekly Word. I'm Pastor Eric Tritton from Gloria Day Lutheran Church in Hudson, Ohio. Thanks for being with me as we take some time to consider the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe and think about how we might use this to teach the faith, share our faith, or even just ponder our faith. And, uh, and today, as we work our way through the book, uh, we're finally going to get all of the children into Narnia. And it starts with um, the housekeeper. Uh, the housekeeper of this, uh, this mansion that they're living in, this manor, um, is a woman by the name of Mrs. McCready. Apparently, Mrs. McCready is not fond of children being underfoot. And uh, the the house apparently was supposed to be very famous and people would come and they would tour the house and Mrs. McCready had made it very clear to the children that they were to very much stay out of the way and all of a sudden they realized Mrs. McCready has somebody on a tour and they're trying to get out of the way and then things get a little bit strange everywhere they go it's like Mrs. McCready is ahead of them and it and then cutting them off over here and cutting them off over there. And they end up almost like being driven to the room with the wardrobe that everyone was trying to avoid by this point. And uh, as they get there, they, uh, they're in the room, they are trying to avoid the, the wardrobe and the handle of the door starts to shake. And so what are they gonna do? And they jump into the wardrobe to hide uh, and there is this sense that I talked about in another episode that to get into Narnia, you have to be called. And I think that this is uh, a little bit of uh, like when somebody comes to faith, that the Holy Spirit calls, gathers, and enlightens us, that he brings us into the church. And, and coming into the family of God and coming into the kingdom of God is about his work and his salvation. And, uh, and so they come in. And there's the fir trees and they work their way into the, into the woods and you know, they have a little bit of sense, it's cold, and uh, they decide to go back and grab some of the fur coats uh, as they're going to explore Narnia. And uh, it, it is kind of fun. There is a little bit of a, a fifth commandment conversation about stealing uh, as to whether or not they're stealing the coats. And... Um, you know, if you're reading the book with your kids, it's a good thing to maybe maybe spend a little bit of time talking about stealing and, you know, respecting other people's property. And this is where it comes out that Edmund has been lying uh, to his siblings about having been to Narnia. Uh, Jesus says that uh, there's nothing hidden that will not be revealed. And lying is a, a big deal. Uh, and it is an opportunity as we read this to talk to uh, our children about you know, our, our words being honest, our words being true. And it's not just a matter of, you know, truth is important. I mean, truth is important, but when we lie, it breaks relationships. It hurts people. Uh, and uh, um, you know, so Edmund finds himself in a conflict with his siblings and um you know, because of the witch's work in his life, uh, that giving into that temptation, he, he's becoming worse. Uh, and he's going to be very, very sulky. He's going to be caught in this uh, lie. He'll be confronted. And we find him to be unrepentant. And um, 
I think that that's an important insight into what happens to people sometimes uh, when we get caught in our sin. Uh, when we are confronted with our sin, it's an opportunity to confess, to forgive, to be forgiven, um, or sometimes, only too often, we dig in our heels and we don't want to admit what we've done is wrong. Peter and Susan, Susan decide that uh, uh, Lucy has been vindicated and they decide to let her be their guide and they, she takes them to Mr. Tumnus's house and uh, they find that uh, the house has been sacked, uh, that Mr. Tumnus has been arrested. And uh, we're learning that Narnia can be a dangerous place. Just as our world can be a dangerous place, um, not just even in the sense of the, the normal dangers that take place in, in a life, but sometimes when we follow Jesus, when we live our faith, there are dangers that come to us. Um, and it's important to know that. Uh, it's only in knowing the danger that we can kind of cultivate the courage uh, that flows from trusting in God and trusting in His promises. Um, the history of the church is filled with times where, where God's people have been persecuted. And uh, even if we've never experienced persecution, there have been times that uh, maybe we've been made fun of or we've been mistreated because of our faith, talked down about. Um, and we need to be prepared to be able to stand up under those kinds of small dangers and even big dangers. Uh, the children have a debate in terms of what they should do, what are their responsibilities now that Mr. Tumnus is in jail for helping a human, um, and uh, the, the other siblings don't realize that human is Lucy, uh, and, and uh, Lucy is very much on the side of, we need to help him. Uh, the others are, well, what can we do? And here's where we meet some new characters. And those new characters are Mr. and Mrs. Beaver. And yes, indeed, they are beavers, talking beavers. Uh, and uh, as they're being guided to the beavers, we see Edmund's duplicity at work. And he, even at this point, is undermining, uh, trying to get them to go to the witch. Um, he, he starts asking questions like, you know, how do we know which side is right? How do we know which side is wrong? Um, and, you know, he is showing his, his alignment toward the white witch. And in the conversation with the beavers, we find that there is a resistance in Narnia. Uh, we find uh, that there's this idea, a biblical idea of a remnant, a group of people uh, or, or creatures uh, that hold on to the promises and prophecies about a time when they will be rescued from this eternal winter. And that makes me think of you know, some scenes in the Old Testament uh, where prophets like Elijah basically despaired and God reminded him that there is a remnant, that there are a group of people always that God preserves and protects who are those who hold on to his word and on to his promises. And uh, as Jesus says, uh, the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. The church is never going to be overcome, not, at least not in the sense that, you know, if we understand the church to be those people who believe in Jesus and hold on to his promises. 
I'm not talking about you know the Catholic Church, the Methodist Church, the Lutheran Church. I'm talking about people, hopefully like you and me, who are holding on to Jesus' promises. That's never going to be defeated. That's never going to completely go away uh, because God will continue to use us as his witnesses. And in his conversation, in the conversations with the beavers, um, there's a little phrase that gets thrown out, and it is, Aslan is on the move. And this is the first sense that there is a Savior who is coming. And this little phrase, uh, it, it impacts the, uh, the children differently. For Edmund, it brought fear and dread. Uh, for Peter, it brought a sense of, uh, of courage and hope. Um, for for the, the girls, it brought this sense of, of security and things that are good in life. And it's in this conversation that the prophecy is finally introduced. And the prophecy goes like this. When Adam's flesh and Adam's bone sits at Care Paravel enthroned, the evil times will be over and done. So the white witch knows that seeing these four children is a sign that her time is done. Um, and there, there's a scene in the book of Revelation where uh, the, it talks about the, the dragon, the devil, raging in this world because he knows his time is short. And uh, that is the reality of the world that we are living in. And I think that there's something really important as we think about this prophecy that they're holding on to, and it's that evil does not take God by surprise. He's never surprised by the evils that take place in this world. Now, the children in the book, they are a sign. They are a sign uh, that Aslan will settle the, the witch. It's not that the children are going to uh, overcome her. Or, you know, in, in a sense, it's not that the church is going to overcome the evils of this world. But God is going to do his work in Christ to bring salvation to people. And there's going to be a day when Jesus is going to return and he's going to set all things right and he's going to make all things new. So you know, in that same way, there are prophecies and signs that, that point ahead and, you know, when you read through the scriptures, there are people uh, that, in a sense, point us ahead to a, a coming Savior. People like Abraham and Moses and David that, in, in different ways, kind of mirrored what Jesus would be like. But ultimately, you know, Moses, Abraham, David, they don't bring salvation. It's God that brings the salvation. It's God who brings Jesus into the world and, and Jesus dies on the cross to atone for our sins. He rises from the dead to bring that salvation. And so even today, you and, and, and I can serve as these uh, sort of signs to the world. Now, I want to be really careful about what kind of sign we show because sometimes people say that, you know, the, the sign that I show is how to live or, or you know, what it looks right, like to be righteous or whatever. But I think that the sign that we show is really what does it mean to be a forgiven sinner? What does it mean to be a saved sinner? To have Jesus' salvation as central in your life. And having experienced that salvation to become light in the world. To, to show that God is real, that he brings love and forgiveness to those who trust in him. And, and then to push back against the evils of this world where our white witch, the devil, is enthralling people. 
as we share that hope of forgiveness and new life. And we are always a people that hold out a hope that there will be a time when evil will be fully over and done. And it's not something that we're going to accomplish. It's something that Jesus accomplishes when he returns. And our presence here is, is kind of like that prophecy that says the end is coming and Jesus is going to settle uh, this world and its tyrant prince and bring joy and life and peace to all who trust in him. So, that's a happy thought. Come, Lord Jesus. Yeah? If this was uh, uh, something you enjoyed, if it was helpful for you, please like, share, rate. I sometimes feel like I sound like a broken record every time I say that. Um, but, uh, you know, please share it with people if you think it's helpful. And, uh, and God's blessings, and I'll catch you next time.